you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here with the podcast. Welcome to episode 18 of the Bossy Bitch podcast. So the whole reason I started this podcast was because I wanted to speak to women in business that were kind of, I guess, hiding or a bit of a secret um, throughout Australia and in remote and rural areas, not just remote and rural, but uh, those are some of my favorite because there are a lot of people out there doing amazing shit and we don't know about them. So today I am speaking with Jackie Fraser, who has a pretty huge, huge story that I'm excited to share with you guys. Thank you so much, Jackie, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so I'm not sure where to start. You've got a lot to say, but um, I'm going to let you tell my listeners a bit about your story. Uh, so when I was born, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. Um, for those that don't know what cystic fibrosis is, it's the most common genetic life-threatening illness uh, around. Um, there's around 3,400 people in Australia with cystic fibrosis, and I'm one of those. Uh, CF mainly affects the lungs, um, but it does then have a flow-on effect to a lot of the other organs, and that's because of uh, a salt in deficiency in the body that um, in the cells the salt doesn't move properly in and out, um, which then causes a really big build-up of, of this really thick, sticky mucus, and that traps a lot of bacteria in the lungs and in the organs and creates infection and a whole heap of problems. Um, and the infections then cause a lot of lung damage um, in the lungs. And eventually that means that you'll need a double lung transplant, which is exactly what I've just gone through. Oh, my gosh. How amazing. So I know about your – because Jackie is a friend of my sister's actually. And I have heard about your story over the years and she rang me when – and told me when you were getting your lung transplant and that was so amazing. So a double a double lung transplant. Yes, both both of my lungs um, were so damaged that I needed two brand new ones um, and I was lucky enough that that all happened pretty quickly for us um, and the, the pair that I have now are just going amazing, very, very strong, very good, no infections, no sign of rejection at all, which is amazing. That's incredible. And so at what point do you require a lung transplant? Generally, it's when your lung function falls below 30% and it's been like that consistently for a while. The doctors sort of pull you up and and start chatting to you about the possibility of lung transplant in the future um, and try and make a bit of a plan, I guess, to keep you off the transplant list. And then if that all fails, then they sort of bring the transplant team across from Fiona Stanley to um, Charlie's, which is where the, the cystic fibrosis clinic is. And um, you start doing a bit of, of transplant workup, which is quite a long process. <laughs> a lot of yeah. 
injections and tests and um, all that sort of stuff because you need the rest of your body to be in the best shape possible to go through through transplant because it's yeah. such a, a grueling process and it has such a big effect on the whole body. And how long, like, do you have to go on a wait list to get a match or is it pretty easy to, <laughs> how easy is it to go to the lung store and just get a set of lungs? Like, how how, is it, how long does it take to get, like, the lungs? Like, yeah. is it difficult? Do you have to find a match? Yeah, look, so the, the, whole, the whole process was pretty long for us because um, I started using supplemental oxygen 24-7. So I was on oxygen to keep me alive because my lungs were so in such bad shape Uh, and that was um, in March 2019 that I started using oxygen but at that point I wasn't ready to commit to the transplant yet Um, it sort of took us about 18 months to come to the point where we were ready you know physically mentally we'd sort of given everything else a try (laughs) before we went on the transplant list because once you go there and you get your new lungs you can't go back (laughs) So we wanted to make sure we'd crossed off everything and we tried everything before. That was sort of a last resort for us. Um, and then I went on the transplant list um, September last year was when we finally signed up um, and I only waited 52 days, which is oh, wow. um, amazing. That's that's great. That's a really good wait. Um, a, the average in Australia waiting for any sort of organ is four months. So, And, and people yeah, wait wow. a lot longer than that as well. You know, sometimes people are on the wait list for two years. It just really depends yeah, wow. on, on it goes based on your body size, um, your blood yeah. type and any antibodies that your body might have. And you said it's a last resort. So obviously does that mean it's high risk? Like what could go wrong with the with having a lung transplant? What are the what are the risks behind it? So obviously with any kind of surgery, there's always a risk of stroke. Um so that was sort of a big thing for me and it's such a big surgery. Um, you know, I opposed to maybe having a heart and lung (laughs) transplant I'm not sure that there's much much bigger surgery or brain surgery you know so it's up there with those major surgeries um and when you do have a transplant you're not cured so I still have cystic fibrosis I still that was a really good question I wanted to ask you yeah, so it's not a cure by any means. Really, ideally, you're just swapping one set of medical issues for another set of medical issues, oh. which come with a whole heap of side effects and, and other symptoms as well. I'm on more medication than I was on before. Um, I'm going to be on immune suppressants for the rest of my life, so that will never change, um, and we have to be like really careful all the time. Like just, just recently I, um, we have a brand-new puppy. And I was taking him to the beach and I was trying to get an old, smelly, dead crab out of his mouth and he chomped down on my finger and it drew a little bit of blood. I mean, if I hadn't just had a transplant, I probably wouldn't be too worried about it, but it definitely meant calling my transplant team straight away, speaking to the after-hours doctor, and now I'm on some extra antibiotics just in oh case. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's any kind of infection, any sort of cut or graze that might mean your immune system ramps up and then your immune system can decide, okay, now the body's going to reject the brand-new lungs and then you go into rejection and that's like a whole nother thing. <laughs> that could mean so another set of lungs. 
You're not out starting bar fights on the weekends then, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm not glassing anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that is so – like, it's just so interesting. And I had so many questions which you answered without even, me even asking. I was like, you know, is the lung transplant a cure? Like, can you have another lung transplant later down the track or is this is your only chance? Yes, there are um, – there's – one person, uh, and I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident, there's one person in the world that's had three double lung transplants. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's obviously you don't, you know, going through one is enough. <laughs> yeah. But um, there are people that have had two because they've gone through rejection um, and they've needed a second transplant. I mean, you're yeah. so lucky to get one new set of lungs okay. that I, I wouldn't want to. Have to be honest, another loyalty card, do you? Like get two, get two sets, get the third one free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it can happen, um, but I'm going to try avoid that as best as possible. And how has this impacted? I mean, obviously, your whole life has been impacted by this, but maybe as an adult, like, has it meant that it's difficult? to do certain jobs have you been able to work you've obviously would have had to miss so much work um how do, how does it impact your day-to-day I didn't or your overall life as an adult CF, uh, as an adult d- didn't affect me a lot until I started to get unwell I was quite well for a while and I always worked full-time and you know besides the odd doctor's appointment in Perth here and there that I had to go to or you know, a couple of weeks of IV antibiotics that I would just do while I was working. Um, yeah. It wasn't until I started to get quite unwell and my lung function really started to drop, which was around 2018, that I started to notice more of a difference. I needed IV antibiotics more often. It was sort of every yeah. few months that I needed them. And then I was unlucky enough to get the flu <laughs> late in 2018, oh, just no. before our wedding. <laughs> Um, and that just really knocked me around. I, I didn't recover from that. I, yeah, I just, I couldn't get my lung function back up. It caused too much damage and that sort of led to then needing oxygen and the, you know, the downward spiral to then having a transplant. But a lot of people are impacted. I have a lot of friends with CF that don't work because, they're too unwell all of the time. Um, they're either on, you know, disability payments or sometimes you can't access that. Um, so they're just sort of struggling through it. Yeah, right. And did you have to postpone your wedding? No, thankfully. I was in hospital for three weeks um, and then I had about two weeks to finish organising everything and then we flew out to Bali for the wedding. <laughs> Oh, wow. And I was so. I bet bet COVID was just the best thing you've ever heard of. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) COVID was wild as well. I mean, it still is. Um, And, you know, that's obviously a big worry for us as well. If there there is an outbreak in WA, then um, we'll have to go into some serious, serious serious lockdown. lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, now that we understand a lot more about 
cystic fibrosis. Let's talk about your business that you have created, which I love, love, love. And it's called, and I forgot to mention in there that you actually live in Bustleton. Yes. Um, and how long have you lived in Bustleton for? Um, I'm originally from Geraldton, but I've been in Bustleton for about seven years now. So Bustleton yep. definitely home to me. It's much less windy. Yeah. So it's uh, Bustleton's about, for people that don't know, it's probably, what, two and a half hours out of Perth. So I guess um, that means a lot of trips to Perth when you're unwell for treatment. And then when you lived in Geraldton, that's like four and a half hours from yeah. Perth. So, yeah, that's it's a lot something. easier now. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I was telling someone their story the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, and then she had this lung transplant in Bustleton. And they're like, in Bustleton Hospital? I'm like, mm, now you mention it. <laughs> I think maybe that didn't happen. <laughs> no, no, we, um, we travelled to Perth for that. They only do it at Stanley. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Okay, so back to your business that you've created, yeah. um, Rose Lungs Clothing. So can how can you tell my listeners a little bit about your business and when you started it and your purpose behind it? Fashion for a cause, I believe. Yes, yeah. So um, when I was quite unwell and on oxygen, um, I wasn't able to work. So we were looking for something that I could do from home um, that would be easy with, you know, appointments. And if I was having an off day and feeling unwell, that I could just sort of rest if I needed to um, without having to take time off work or anything like that. So um, and my husband is a bit of an entrepreneur. He likes to have little things on the side and side hustles um, and he's always wanted to start a clothing label. So we thought why not start one where we can also give back to cystic fibrosis as well because that's something we're so passionate about. Um, so we started up Rose Lungs Clothing and 10% of our proceeds go to Conquer Cystic Fibrosis, which is our volunteer-run organisation, and they focus on research. So we're very passionate about the research side of cystic fibrosis and, and supporting the research. And uh, all your clothing at the moment, you sell that online yeah. or do you yet have any stockists that support that or not as yet? Yeah, so we do. So um, Sports Power in Bustleton, they oh, actually awesome. stock um, some of our things, a couple of hoodies and T-shirts and some hats. Um, we have had our stuff in a store in Geraldton as well, um, which was really exciting, just some of our, our women's crops um, and a couple of our women's teas. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're working on maybe, you know, we'd love to be at, at a cafe and do a couple of stalls here and there. So yeah. we're really looking at this year trying to expand and put a bit more time into it and work our way up a little bit more. And what? How would you explain? Like, it's kind of more casual wear, isn't it? Like hoodies, t-shirts. Yeah. We try and have um, just sort of the basics, um, and, yep. and basic tees, basic hats, basic hoodies. A little bit of something for everything, everyone. We also have um, kids' tees as well. So yeah. just you know, so a, a sh stop an online store where everyone can go and find something to suit them rather yeah. than, you know, trawling through pages and pages of stuff. We just have the basics. Yep. And how, um, you know, how difficult was the process of actually getting the clothes made and into production and 
delivered to Bustleton and all of that. Was that a big part of your journey or something that came together pretty easily? I think the biggest part for us was probably um, we got the name pretty early. Aiden came up, my husband came up with the name and that obviously comes from um, so uh, there was a little boy that couldn't say cystic fibrosis and he always said 65 roses. So that's where the rose comes from in rose lungs and then obviously CF affects the lungs. Um, So that's how we came about rose lungs. Um, And I think the biggest process was getting our logo right. That, That took us a while. That was sort of a long I love the logo. I love it. Yeah, and we've sort of morphed it a little bit since the very beginning, and you know, streamlined streamlined it a bit to make it a bit more basic, which we love now. Um, and we've just sort of got a, th- a few little throw off logos as well that we have for a few other items. Um, yeah, just you know, a few different options for people, but we're really happy with where the logos at. So that probably took the most time. Um, we were lucky enough to have a family friend that has a, a business doing logos and, and digital stuff. So she does all our things. And then it's actually her boyfriend that does all our printing for us. So another small oh, business amazing. that we support. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he's he's great. We just email him what we need and he sorts it out and um, he's based in Perth. So we either, you know, we're in Perth all the time for a doctor's appointment. So we just pop up and pick up our stuff yeah. from him. Um, so that side of it's been pretty, pretty easy to manage, but it was, yeah, definitely getting the logo right. Something that we both agreed on. We both had different ideas Mm. on what we wanted, but, um, we got there in the end with, with Rose Lungs and, and how it's written out now. I love it. I think that's amazing. And there was, I just looked up your website, obviously, before we chatted, because I was curious about the rose lungs. And I know you just said it, but I want to read what you've written on your website, because I thought it was really cool. Um, And it was the idea that those living with cystic fibrosis have lungs overflowing with roses, blooming yet covered in thorns, painfully beautiful, similar to the lives they lead. The rose comes from the story of children living with the illness, pronouncing cystic fibrosis as 65 roses. Yeah. Here we do our part to support the fight for a cure by donating 10% of the proceeds to conquer cystic fibrosis. Oh, my God. I just loved that. That almost made me cry. Oh. <laughs> so oh, beautiful. I'm glad it has an effect on people. We, Yeah, it's, it's such – it's so close to our hearts and – CF has come so far it, and even just when people wear the shirts or wear our hats or wear the hoodies and someone seems to always say like oh what's Rose Lungs and then that person yes. can go into the spiel about CF and what CF is and in the hopes that then that person speaks to someone and talks about it as well so I guess more than anything it's about raising awareness as well. I guess there's often that thing where with a lot of the there's bigger charities and so yeah <laughs> it's you're competing with you know obviously breast cancer is a big one that uh you know there's ms you know that that, that a lot of fun they get the, the i guess the market share yeah. of the everyone knows funding. about them don't they yes whereas cystic fibrosis is something that is not as loud and is not as public so you know it's great to be spreading that awareness and i think as well one really good thing that has come out of COVID in the last 12 months is 
Australians are so on board with supporting a cause and supporting local and Australian-made businesses and items. So, you know, it's a really good time to have, I guess, your business fashion with a cause or fashion for a cause, as you put it, which I think is amazing. And I think people can really get on board with that. So would you say that uh, the ultimate goal would be good to get your clothing into some extra stores around WA? Yeah, definitely. We would love that. We would love to, you know, definitely be in some more stores and um, still do online. And even if, you know, we would love to open our own little store, whether we started with doing just pop-ups here and there and, you know, more things at markets and some stalls at different things, but we would love to have our own store. (laughs) That would just probably be our ultimate dream, maybe combined with a coffee shop or something. (laughs) Yes, Uh, you're in the right place for it too. Something funky down south, Dunsborough, Bustleton area would probably do really well. So for anyone listening that wants to either purchase some of the clothing or would be interested in stocking your clothing in their stores how could they best get in contact with you Jackie and um, we're all over Facebook and Instagram just as Rose Lungs um, so they can contact us on there or head to our website which is www.roselungs.com or email us um, at roselungs at gmail.com so That's very amazing. easy and that would be great if if anyone wants to stock us in their store, let us know. Well, I've checked it out and it's actually some pretty cool stuff on there. And I like you say that I, the logo is important. I think it's got a, it's really, really cool and I really loved it. So it's given it a, a nice edge and, you know, it's not just, you know, like you do the HBF run and you get those <laughs> six million HBF shirts that you're never going to wear anymore. Yeah, yeah, sometimes they're not exactly trendy. Um, You know, they're actually beautiful clothes that you can actually legitimately wear. (laughs) Um, Yes, so worth checking out. And I think it's amazing, Jackie, that you've come on and shared your story about cystic fibrosis. I know that I didn't really know a lot about it other than, oh, we watched the movie. Um, yes, Five Feet Five Apart. Five Feet Apart. Holy shit. I watched that with my sister. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that was, like, amazing. And it's um, so accurate. They've done such a wonderful job of making it so real. That's, like, that's really what it's like to live with CF. <laughs> I actually was going to ask you that. I was going to say how how spot on is the movie so you're saying that is kind of is exactly what it's like that is amazing yeah the only difference is that's like american based um and the health systems are so different obviously between america and australia so that's the biggest difference but the rest of it you know how they feel and the sort of things that they express that that you know they've gone through is so real and and not being able to connect with the one group of people that understands you the most, like other people living with CF and not being able to hug them and hang around them and go for a coffee, that is so hard. That is so So that's true. Someone else has cystic fibrosis, you need to stay away. Yeah, because we can we can culture bugs in our lungs and there's so many different bugs and bacteria out there. We all sometimes carry something different. So if, you know, I was to be around someone else that has CF and they didn't have the bug that I have and then they got it or I got their bug, it, it could kill it could kill us. 
That is insane. And uh, but now that I have a transplant, it doesn't it doesn't matter for me. It, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been amazing. I've been able to meet so many of my like online CF friends. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness for online. Hey. We- I know. <laughs> But that is such a bizarre illness. Like you'd have to think there's probably not many diseases out there where you cannot come into contact with someone else that already has the same disease. No, exactly. Like so, you know, there's so many, you know, maybe breast cancer um, group, like peer groups for meetings and things like that, or or MS groups. But we can't have a CF get together group. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, yeah, it, it really is amazing. And I'm so pleased that your double lung transplant has gone so well for you. Oh, thank you. And thank you so I much. want to wish you all the best with Rose Lungs Clothing because I think it's really amazing. And I was really excited to share your story and your business with our listeners. Thanks so much, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to, to talk about my story. It's a special one, that's for sure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.